Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. Welcome back to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. I'm your host, Dave Lewis. And here is where we talk about the methods and technologies for driving growth. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about content quite a bit. Some of you guys use content as a way to drive engagement for ultimately the purchase of your products and services, but others of you, you sell and market content, and that is certainly what my guest does today. Before we dive in, I just want to make sure to thank you guys for an incredible year. We are wrapping up 2021 uh, it was a year of great change for me. We, My company joined forces with BDO Digital, and I am now a partner there. We are keeping DemandGen Radio and DemandGen TV. But if I'm calling myself out, had a few months where I wasn't getting as many guests and content as I liked as we just went through a busy transition. And you guys have stuck with me, listening to the episodes, waiting for the next one to come out. So thank you. And if you didn't discover the YouTube channel, we post every podcast up there as well, where you can see me and my guests doing our thing. And what I like about that is you can drop comments. So if you have questions for my guests or questions for me about the content, that's the best place to engage. But I know a lot of you are out taking a walk right now, taking a bike ride, going to the gym, doing what you're doing, listening to the podcast, and that's great. But if you do want to watch us, demandgen.tv. So instead of demandgen.com, demandgen.tv will take you right there. Don't forget to click on subscribe, smash that like button if you want to help amplify the channel. No pressure, but it's always great to have you guys as my marketing team helping other people find it. Let's dive in and bring on Trey Shinneman. Trey, how are you? David, I'm excited to talk to you today. Thanks for having me. Well, in case people don't know Dr. Trey, uh, <laughs> in case people don't know you, Trey, uh, Trey is the executive director of marketing for Ramsey Plus, which is their subscription-based uh, service, and we can dive into that a little bit. But if, in case of any of you don't know Dave Ramsey, I discovered Dave's content. I don't know if it was book or his radio program. When I was searching out uh, what I should be doing as I'm getting older with my finances, should I pay off my home? What, what kind of debt should I take on? Uh, how do I leverage uh, any wealth that I have built? And Dave's been a great uh, mentor for me, and I subscribe to certainly many of his philosophies. Uh, Trey, how would someone like me, like how, how does it happen? What happens in someone's life that they stumble across Dave, do you think in most cases? Yeah. First of all, I'm so excited to hear that you've, you've been uh, educated by some of our content, you know, and Dave for 25, 30 years now uh, has been on the radio in some way, shape or form. That's been the primary megaphone strategy that the business has subscribed to and used for forever. Uh, he started as a regional uh, radio station here in uh, Metro Nashville, self-syndicated. And then eventually now we're on hundreds of stations all over America uh, on AM, FM dials. We're also on Sirius and digital channels. We have a podcast platform. So most people that have heard Dave have normally either heard about Dave via the radio content, or if they're people of faith, uh, many churches and synagogues and places of faith within uh, the, the broader national scene have done a money class that they pioneered at 20 last year. We actually had the 25 year anniversary of it. It's called Financial Peace University. That's a very small group, nine to 12 week, depending upon when you took it. Uh, sort of step-by-step walkthrough of how to apply the money principles that Dave teaches. So most people have either uh, seen Dave on the radio, heard, excuse me, heard Dave on the radio, they've taken a money class, or some may have even read Total Money Makeover, which we, you know, he's sold millions of copies of in the last 12, 13, 14 years. So it's normally book, radio, or class, which are all forms of content. So Dave has been creating uh, what we would call trusted transformational content for the better part of three decades. And it is literally what this entire brand is standing on. You know, it's, we're standing on the shoulders of all that trusted advice that he's doled out to people in all walks of life for the better part of three decades. It, it is incredibly valuable, as you know, because we go to college we get raised by our families and not a lot of this stuff is taught in the places where I think it should be taught. So it's great to have someone like Dave out there. And that, as I said, I think I said earlier, the reason I'm excited to have you on the program is for all of my career, Trey, 
I've used content to market a product or a service. I've never had content as the product. You know, I, I, I certainly use a give to get philosophy, which we'll talk about, which is, you know, give away as much content as you possibly can to educate and inform a prospect or a customer. And, And if you do a good job there, hopefully they become a customer or expand. Uh, their relationship with you as, as a customer, but it's one of the same for you. Your content is uh, the product and, and service. So, um, can we can we start with maybe sharing some of your philosophies? You're a huge fan of agile marketing, and you and I have talked before about the agile marketing manifesto, and we should probably spend some time on that. Uh, but tell me what marketing is like at yeah. Ramsey Plus. You know, it's it's Monday for you and I right now. What 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 are you guys thinking about and doing and marketing to grow the base and your whole philosophy around content? Yeah. So I the interesting thing is we kind of have an internal company core value called marketplace service uh, that we kind of hold ourselves to that says if you help enough other people, you'll never have to worry about money. So if I use that as kind of a guardrail, and then I look at point one on the Agile Marketing Manifesto, which says you should focus on uh, customer value, delivering customer value over uh, outputs or activities. So when I think about customer value and helping enough people so you don't ever have to worry about money, for us, there is extreme, um, there's kind of like a deposit withdrawal metaphor that we'll do where we just believe every day we're called to make massive deposits in people's lives uh, with content that is free and readily available. And so in a lot of ways, some of our, in my division, the subscription division, which is sort of downstream from all of that free content that we put out in a lot of ways, uh, some, some outsiders might see it as internal competition. You know, the fact that we're giving away so much value for free on a regular basis. I mean, I don't know of many other companies, if there are any whose CEO still talks to the end user for two hours every day on the telephone TV. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, can we come back to that? Because it's worth under underline that Dave every day spends hours talking to customers. I mean, there's no CEO on the planet that probably is more in touch with what customer pain points and needs and mindset than Dave. What a great conduit for him to hear. Maybe someone like myself, like, hey, you know, should I call Dave? You know, should I call into the program, pay off my house? Is that the right thing to do? Or because interest rates are so low, should I be taking that money and using it for something else, right? He can have that conversation and realize that there's, a piece of information that is well needed for many more, you know, Dave Lewis's who have that same question. It's amazing how engaged he is. It's a one-to-one. That's right. It's a one-to-one delivery that affects one-to-many over and over and over and over and over again. And now that we're not just that same content, very similar to how you do with Demand Gen TV, you know, that same content isn't living in a vacuum just on the syndicated radio channels that we're on. It's being broadcast on YouTube where we've got tens of thousands, millions of subscribers that are getting that content for free. So when, when we think about our, our kind of flywheel, which is another topic we'll get to in a second, yeah. you know, delivering trusted transformational content to us is what makes our business go. Mm-hmm. And because we do that well, um, people are able to, to give us trust in other areas of their life, right? Because we've, we've delivered so much value up funnel. Um, you know, we're able to create fiscal financial value down funnel um, with quite with quite regularity. And, you know, that, of course, that is within books and events and things of that nature. Right. But within my division, you know, we are actively trying to build out what I kind of jokingly call Weight Watchers for your wallet, but a personal finance money management platform mm-hmm. uh, that is equal parts content equal parts coaching and equal parts community all on a toolkit kind of chassis that we're doing a very uh, kind of agile uh, product development structure underneath, which is why we do agile marketing on top of that. So we are using content as a product, but we also are then now bolting other things around that so that we can create that instead of moving out of content as a transaction, we can move into content as a relationship for the long haul. You, um, mentioned Agile a couple of times in the Agile Marketing Manifesto. And I think we snuck in there that number one was about delivering customer value and focusing on business outcomes. And for all of you that have ever wondered, you know, you're creating content, should you gate, should you not gate your content? Before you even get to the answer to that question, 
what Dave is really saying using this framework is that you create content that delivers value to the customer. It's, yes. I mean, and business outcomes. So if you're wondering what's the next piece of content you should make in your marketing programs, what's the next event that you should hold? What's the, what's the next infographic? Whatever you are creating, think as Dave does, what does my client need to know about my product or my service or about what they're uh, dealing with in their life as it relates to ideally the product or service? Because I want to talk, Trey, a little about getting too far from the core. Uh, yeah. You create that content and deliver that, and that attracts people to you and your and your business. It, it's really easy for me on Demand Gen Radio and Demand Gen TV to come up with what the next episode is because I just talk to my team and say, hey, what are people struggling with around Marketo these days or Pardot or HubSpot or what's the hot MarTech tools that are out there and what do you think people want to know about those things? Well, we have on Demand Gen TV the most watched video on Zoom Info, bar none. I have two videos out on Zoom Info. One's called Zoom Info for Sales, and one's called Zoom Info for Marketing that I made with their team talking about the use of the application for that. It is probably the most powerful watch demo on, on the internet. Uh, did the same thing for Sixth Sense and said, hey, guys, people don't really know about the Sixth Sense platform, what it is. We get asked about it all the time. Why don't we make a bunch of episodes showing what it is? So it's give to get, and as a result, those are the most watched videos uh, in that area. I made one one morning, Trey, I woke up and I'm like, people I talk to all the time, they're like, Dave, I need to increase my LinkedIn game. How do you create content and images for LinkedIn? I'm like, I use Canva. They go, what's that? And at that time, people maybe didn't know what that was. So I started, I made a video on how to post images to LinkedIn using Canva, which I didn't think about before the morning when someone asked me that question, made it one of the most watched videos in that category. So it works for me, Dave, but I get co to control the content here. I'm I'm stumped all the time how many people don't know what type of content to make and whether they should um, get it or not. And you guys crush it in that area. So yeah. kudos. Don't, 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 don't hear that we don't have gated content too. We just have a formula for the amount of content that we put out that's free, valuable, and it's valuable for value's sake. Mm -hmm. It's not not some sort of a left hook surprise shocker you know it's actual valuable life-changing content and we also have gated content that we monetize so we yeah. do both um it's it's uh and it's not like it's uh 2x equals 3y it's not that kind of a formula but it's more of a feel for where we are with the customer of when the time is right to actually ask them to take that next right step yep. in the journey with us and we also recognize that not everybody's going to be a subscriber in the paid product, but we just plan on helping so many people outside of the paid product wall that we can't help but hit the goals that we have inside of the paid product wall, yeah. if that makes sense. So we're yeah. trying to do content at scale with a high level of velocity and a high level of consistency. And I would say over time, one of the things we are going to have to test into, um, which is sort of getting us down the, the agile marketing manifesto framework here a little bit, you know, focus on customer value. Number two is focus on customer value no. early and often. Like don't favor perfection, favor iteration, ship it, learn, ship it, learn, ship it, learn. And so there, there's a frequency there to creating a lot of velocity in the marketplace because you're, you're, you're putting out, you know, uh, bits of content in lots of different places on social and content on podcasts, on the radio. Uh, we don't do anything much on TV right now. Maybe we will one day, but right now that we haven't explored that space. We just released our first ever full length uh, documentary on the state wow. of the student loan crisis. It's called Borrow Future. If you, it's, you guys can go check it out on all the major platforms, rent it for five bucks. It's profound. Like to your point earlier, not only are kids not taught about finances in school, but that they're in a lot of ways, you could argue that a predatory system exists that convinces them to take out hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt as the only way for them to be able to get an upper hand in life. And so there's there's very there's different angles on the value content, the valuable content we're trying to deliver kind of up in our funnel for us. And then downstream of that, we have really awesome, very specific kinds of content that we enter into a physical relationship with people so that we can kind of walk with them as they start to move out of the 
the sort of aspirational teaching and they want to move into the practical. Okay. I'm ready to actually change my life now. So what do I do day by day, week by week to really get my money journey, right. To get my, make my marriage better, whatever that area is where we've now built trust. And that kind of moves us in to the third thing that I would say that everybody needs to know is if you're not carrying a spirit of experimentation, even in content delivery, even in something that seems as like, well, I did some keyword research and I wrote a 1300 word blog article and that's the way that I answered that question. Well, what are you doing with excerpts from that blog article to create sawdust content, put it out on various social platforms? What are you doing to create a, you know, a video on YouTube where you're almost trans in a way you're kind of doing a discussion through that long form piece of content, yeah. making it more bites there. It's like, how are people dreaming up different experimentation that you can use even with the written word? in the various delivery platforms that exist. You know, that's the kind of thing we sit around as agile marketers and say, we have a subscription goal. You know, we use a free trial model. Yep. We know our conversion rates of people who make it to this page. So therefore up from this page, what is the velocity or the volume that we need to create at this stage in the funnel? Don't gate it, make it ungated. Like how can we go and add value to people's lives and a certain portion of them are going to take that next right step. And then, you know, we don't get me wrong. We have, we have a, a large emphasis on retargeting, which mm -hmm. is why we don't do gated content. And that's probably one of the most critical steps. We, if we had a ton of value at the highest layer in the funnel, and we've got great, very personalized retargeting campaigns that are built off of what people have consumed and have not consumed. We can start to engage that relationship in a very articulate way as we move them down funnel into the action that we ultimately think is going to best benefit their life which we believe is a subscription, you know, into our service because it's for everyone in every walk of life who wants to be able to take total control of their money. You know, that's what we're after. Mm -hmm. We believe in a cash-based system instead of a credit-based system, which makes us very different. And we know that, and that's okay. We know it's not for everybody, mm -hmm. but we also know uh, that those who take us up on what we teach experience life change 100% of the time yeah. when they work through the steps we teach them. Yeah. So you, you can scroll through TikTok any day of the week, uh, depending on, I guess, what's in your feed and find people who have a contrarian view to Dave's philosophies, you know, that, sure. you know, people will say, Oh, you know, the, the wealthy, um, they, they leverage and take on debt. And Dave has a very different philosophy on that. And, yep. uh, just, just those conversations alone are interesting. I, you know, this, what, is there ever internal discussions that, that ever make you guys feel like, we're giving away too much content. Cause I love this strategy around building a subscription of having everything in an organized way, having all the pieces that you want. And I remember Doug Seacrest, shout out to Doug. Um, you know, Doug's a, Doug's a friend of mine, but before he was a friend, client, been a client five, six times over the last 14 years. And you know, Doug at one point said, hey, look, we're gonna change our gating of our website and basically position our subscribe that form as fill it out once subscribe to all of our content and they're not in the content business by the way but that's you know the subscription type model you can apply that to your own content even the subscription costs nothing to get that mindset of like people don't want to fill out a form every single time that's right they want the value yeah, of the content right. and you gotta we live in a frictionless world near frictionless is the goal mm -hmm. or frictionless is the goal so we can't, yeah. we can't make it tough for people to get the kind I've never gated a, a YouTube video. I've never gated a podcast and I have more right. people tune in to this content than probably all of our other content combined and it's un, ungated content. I want to touch on, you made it, you know, the, the remark around, I think you're going to, do you ever have any internal conversations around, you know, how to better do this? And of course we do, you know, all the time we wouldn't be uh, in the game, like with our hand to the plow, if we weren't looking at it going like, are we sure we're optimizing this the best way? Should we really put that? Is that free layer content? Is that paid layer content? We're having all kinds of conversations like that all the time. But I think, you know, I love the framework that you use with kind of D3, like demand creation, demand management, demand expansion. For me, I am the type of marketer that sees even the challenger mentality stuff that broods itself up in the social channels and in search and some of that. I see that all as opportunity mm -hmm. to engage. I, you know, I don't, I don't take a defensive approach or, or, you know, feel like I have to tell my marketers like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta be on the lookout here for those contrarian points of view. Like I know we have a contrarian point of view. And so we don't, we don't fully expect to reach everyone. We expect to reach those who have said, 
you know, I, I feel like I want to do things a little different. I, you know, I want to, it's, I'm more focused on the one that it's a seven to 10 year run. And I know if I do this 100% of the time, it's going to work. You know, there's plenty of people that are touting, you know, crypto or leveraging debt, you know, and that's just not, that's not our brand. That's not who we're ever going to be. Uh, we believe in kind of, we jokingly, you know, Jake, Dave jokingly says, or we say it's kind of God and grandma's ways of, of handling money. But the truth is if, people did grandma's ways of handling money a lot more often, we wouldn't be in some of the predicaments that we're in, you know, putting money away for a raining day, not piling up a whole bunch of debt. As a matter of fact, why don't yeah. you get out of all your consumer debt yeah. so that you can create more leverage, right? More leverage with cash. And so I see all that is in the demand creation layer for me, David. And, and that it's having that intentional kind of approach to it of like, it's all opportunity. That doesn't mean you're going to capitalize on every single one of them, right. but if you see them all, opportunity, then you can better engage in those situations. And so you got to kind of have your, your eyes open yeah. and your ears, your ears in to know which ones are the right, right opportunities, which is where learning through experiments and data over opinions and kind of right. convention comes in because the data will tell you, which is the third point on the Azure marketing manifesto, the data will tell you what the realizable opportunities are. Some things bubble up as opportunities, but the data will show you, Hey, when we engage over here, we have a really high success rate. So let's engage on this one over here. Not so much. You know what? We're not even going to engage. We're not going to click. We're not going to give them the, the headspace. Um, and so, you know, that really is kind of the way we approach it. And so, I, I, you know, with your framework, I think the most critical layers that people that we I think we're doing a really good job of at Rams, we can always do better, but we do a great job right now of managing and expanding on the mm -hmm. demand that we've created. Very, very few people understand sort of what's below the surface here at Ramsey. You know, they see what they see on the outside mm -hmm. and think that's all that we have. But there is a lot of very intentional customer service uh, that goes on, you know, especially with inside of my team and, yeah. and being able to pair people like as we learn more and more about their, their stage of life, their, what their needs are with money, with their financial journey. I mean, there's all kind of relationships we can now introduce to them as we know those factors. I want to, I want to underscore that because you, you mentioned a couple of things I want to come back to because maybe, maybe this is the first episode you guys have ever listened to on demand gen radio or just haven't heard of it. We have a methodology that, that we instill and, and share with our clients called the D3 methodology. And many of you have, have heard it. Um, the, the three D's are what Trey said, demand creation, demand management, and demand expansion. And demand expansion really is the demand you create from your install base, which Trey was just talking about. If you think about the life cycle, the journey of your customer getting adoption of your product, right? There is what, what's nice about Dave is depending on when you start to engage with Dave's content and, and Dave's organization, your life is going to change. You know, my, my daughter got married a couple of years ago. She's now planning on having kids. She bought a house within the last year. Each of those responsibilities that she takes on brings a different set of needs around your financials. And so there's no limit to the amount of content that you can start thinking about, like, what do you need when you're in your twenties and then in your thirties and your forties and your fifties? And how does I'm your, hire, I'm going to hire you, David, cause you just nailed our target avatar in five seconds. Yeah. But that's exactly, that's exactly your daughter is exactly who we, you, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. Funny. Well, I, I think that's when I discovered Dave was, was earlier on because I was searching out, look, I had read some books that were out there about financials. I, you know, my dad worked for the government for 30 years and my mom was a school teacher, both servants to, you know, government and public sector. And we would get gifts at the holiday time. Didn't really get an allowance. I had to develop a hustle early on. I, I started working at age, I think it was 13, 12, mowing lawns and that type of stuff. And I really knew that if I was going to live a life where experiences and having a roof over my head and were, were priorities, I had to figure out how to build uh, financial. The salaries that we get, the checks that we get, let's face it, though, that's not how we're building wealth. We grow to the right. size of the tank. If you go from making $60,000 a year to $80,000 a year, do the math, you're probably gonna take home like $1,200 more a month, if less taxes have changed by, by the time this is, is recorded. I mean. And another 1200 a month is big, but it's also not life-changing necessarily as well. So you've got to figure out how to build wealth. And that was, for me, 
uh, putting money from the first day that I started working uh, towards a 401k and other techniques and just, just uh, it's when I take a step out of my role day to day and other marketers roles day to day, I hope people are getting this connection. Like Dave and the crew need to look at the problems and challenges that you have over time and adapt the content, keep producing content to take you through that journey. And when Trey's talking about the agile marketing manifesto, things like, um, you know, deliver value uh, and do it early, you know, you know, those, those quick wins, it really should be uh, not very difficult at all to come up with your content strategy. And you're talking about learning from the data. I used to meet with uh, Justin on the marketing team. A lot of you guys know Justin uh, for launching the podcast with me and Demand Gen TV. He and I, every single week, would look at what episodes were performing the best. And we would look at things like, Trey, how long was the episode? What was the subject line of the episode? What was the guest content about? How did we market it? All these different factors to, to look for patterns in the data and get insights right. as to what people wanted on the program or didn't want. It's it's actually just as more helpful to know what people don't want than it is what, what they want. But you want to keep making more of what they want. How did you, by the way, um, discover the, the Agile Marketing Manifesto and kind of you know, make that yeah. a little bit of a, yeah. a framework to bring to your organization. Cause I don't know if everybody's familiar with it. Yeah, it was actually from our CTO. So uh, when I got here three years ago, uh, he's, he was not the CTO then he was, he's uh, kind of recently promoted into that position, but he was another, just one of the senior leaders that was really driving tech and bringing a different philosophy to product development. And I kind of had this way that I was doing marketing, having come, I was agency side, prior to coming to Ramsey for mm -hmm. nine years, you know, kind of a partner in an, in an agency in Metro Atlanta. And, and I, we were doing agile and I didn't have the, le the lexicon around it to call it this. Mm -hmm. And I was in a meeting a few years, a few months into my role here and was kind of whiteboarding. And this gentleman was in the room and was like, have you read the agile marketing manifesto? I was like, never heard of it. And I went and read it. And he was like, it's, it's almost like I didn't, it was not exact replicas or anything, but a lot of the spirit was the same. So yeah. ever since that day, I just it just became my manifesto and I just adopted it and rolled it out with my teams and we it's been a it's been a slow burn right like mm -hmm. you don't just change overnight there's there's a lot of uh kind of uh, you know old dog old tricks and we're trying to do new dog new tricks and so it's slow going but I would say we've we've had more wins than losses especially when it comes to being able to go into a room and diffuse a room and say hey look we're all at the feelings layer right now we got to get down to the facts layer for this yeah. business. We're really private. And the facts are boom, 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 from right. all of these experiments that we've run from these tests that we've done. And the good news for us is like, that is a bit, a strong back to that comment we made about Dave being on the phone earlier. We don't ever have to wonder about the customer. We literally have hours of real time feedback that we can just listen to yeah. of how people think about the testing center that is live radio five days a week for messaging. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're able to go and serve a sentence of copy up or, or two sentences of copy. We're able to run one ad that's a 30 second ad in this hour and a different version of the second hour with the same CTA and watch what happens during time of day when people come in. So it's not lost on me that we have a different kind of go to market motion than maybe the average business does. But I, my challenge to that point would be find what is your unique way that you can actually engage in real-time experimentation very quickly yeah. so that you're getting feedback. Your feedback loops are small and totally. many instead of large. And you get really large, long feedback loops. You could be months into a project and have completely missed the boat. And now your burn rate's gone up. You lost a ton of cash and time that you can't get back. Mm -hmm. So for us, we really want to focus on that experience of data and then the fourth point of the marketing manifesto, which is the most recent thing that we've done about the last 18 months, is we've moved into these agile teams. Um, and so we've kind of used marketers like product managers in that they run a cross-functional team of mm -hmm. design, copy, and engineering underneath them. And they all work on the same problem together. Um, so they bring their different backgrounds and Love trainings that. to it. IDA together, they implement together, they learn together. And we've just seen a lot of success on very specific metrics within our funnel. You know, we're, you know, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of sessions a month, just to our funnel pages, not to mention the whole website here at Ramsey. So we are 
um, at the mercy of being able to get to stat sig a lot quicker on a lot of our tests because we have such volume of traffic um, that maybe some of my B2B counterparts don't have. But I will say what, what we're able to do is, is change the way we think about testing as a group by having different minds at the table instead of just marketing. Um, so that's the other thing I would, I would challenge our listeners to do is like when you're thinking about demand creation or demand management or expansion, don't don't uh, think that the the design the, the you know the the graphic designer in the corner or the writer over here or the content strategist over here like you'd be surprised when you surface data and focus points to a group uh, even if they're not ideas people, they can be the, the ones who are like sandpaper on an idea to kind of smooth it out and make it better when they hear it. So that's that's one of the things that we've also put into practice here at Ramsey is when we're looking at our demand creation or our demand management, we're just going to have multiple voices at the table uh, to make sure that we're doing the best thing that we can uh, yeah. kind of going forward. No, that's uh, point four is about silos and collaboration. You know, make sure that you are cross functional. I think that I'm going to pull it up right here. Cross-functional collaboration over silos and hierarchies. By the way, we'll put a link to the Agile Marketing Manifesto. So you guys, if you want to go back on the episode, you can get to it. But if you just Google Agile Marketing Manifesto, I went to Chicago last week, which is the headquarters for BDO Digital. And it's interesting with COVID, you know, went through my company joining forces with BDO Digital, and I had never met face-to-face -face with the team members during that period, which is weird, right? Uh, and I met yep. some of the guys when they flew out recently to Adam and, and Bob, but I hadn't met the rest of the team. So now that, you know, clouds lifted pretty much, not, we're not completely out of this yet. I flew back and that fourth point last week was a game changer for me because I met with all the solution heads face to face at a whiteboard in an office for hours talking about each of our different service lines and the ideas for content and for go-to-market that came out of those meetings would not have taken place through a Zoom call or a Teams call or name your brand. It happened face-to-face -face in the room and just getting on a plane and going there. In my book, Manufacturing Demand, Trey, I talk about when you are a marketer in a new company, and some of you are changing jobs right now, please listen to this. When you start in your new job, do not spend time in the office get out and meet with customers, your customers of the products that you or services that you're selling so that you can find out why they bought, how they like it, how their onboarding experience was. If you start jumping right into internal meetings and talking to each other, you, you tell each other what you think you need to hear, the emotion you brought up. Like, you know, we, we, we convince ourselves so often of what we think is right. But if you go out and talk to a customer, you're really going to know why they bought your product or service. And also go meet with companies that use your competitor's product. They will meet with you. They will respect that you're a new marketer or salesperson or customer success or whatever you do in your company. And you want to talk to them about why they bought your competitor's product, because you're not going to learn from the ivory tower. Uh, and you got to get out there and do it. And then, so take action on that. And if you're not new, do as I did, go spend time in other departments and other functions, work in marketing, go to customer service talk with those people who are on the phone taking calls because if you want to market to your install base just as Trey does every single day as well as getting you know top of the funnel net new you got to know what they're calling you guys about and what they what they feel and that's the only way to be a better salesperson a better marketer a better customer success person is to talk to your customers like Dave does as often as you can he does it daily for hours but you guys got to make it a higher priority because if you look at your calendar just pull it up Look at your Outlook calendar and look at all those internal meetings that you were having, talking to each other. That's important from a collaboration standpoint, but you've got to talk to your customers or lost business uh, way more. People don't do that enough. And you guys are so dialed in to that customer communication, better than better than anyone that I know of uh, in that space. Let's let's uh, let's get to point number five of the manifesto. Yeah. The, you know, you you live by it about change and responding to change. Best laid plans got to change. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we kind of live in a world that's the the pivot has been like, it's like a drum, like beating in the background of everybody's like, pivot, 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 pivot. You know, there's something to be said, though, for having a posture that's cool with pivots, you know, that's cool with uh, understanding that we might have a directional heading, 
uh, I kind of say it this way. It's like with us as a company, as an organization, vision is where we're going. Mission is why we're going there. Mission never, like for us, mission never really changes. We've been on the same mission for 25 years. Like we want to provide common sense, education and empowerment to everyone in every walk of life, specifically around money and then around other areas of their life as we transfer that trust. Like that's been the mission since the company started. Vision has been seasonal with like, as we've reached new plateaus, we can see further out to say, where are we going next? So yeah, vision, mission, where I, I think that. a lot of people get hung up is strategy, which is how by when, and tactics, which is what by who. And sometimes people think they're having strategic conversations when they're really having tactical conversations. They just haven't realized it yet. And if you really starting to create some milestones for yourself and you're like, well, let's get fully aligned on the strategy. We want to be there by when, how, by when we want to be able to deliver via a subscription platform by 2021. It's like, okay, tactically speaking, then there's a laundry list of things we probably could do. We're going to start with these. And once we ship those, then we're going to learn. Instead of making this arbitrary, you know, 16 to 18 month roadmap and say, it's got to be all these things. It's like, no, it's got to have these four or five things. If we do these four or five things well, it's going to be great. Sweet. Let's, let's deliver those and then iterate as we go and figure out if our hypothesis is right. Because the worst thing you want to do is take an untested hypothesis to market on something big. Yeah. And so people, people and most people can lay tack, they can lay tactics out for you. Mm -hmm. I, what I have found is like, it's a different muscle for you to be able to sit at the table and think strategically about seeing something that's not there yet and making a good game plan of how you want to uncover if you're right. Mm -hmm. And so that's the biggest thing that I, I really kind of teach to my team is like, listen, if you're ever, if you're going to wait on opinions, we're always going to go with the highest ranking opinion in the room, which is probably not going to be yours, you know, for the lower kind of lower level team member. Like it's not about opinion. It's about, it's about fact mm -hmm. and it's about a willingness to change based on what the facts say and actually creating an environment where change is okay. And so if, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the disc, but those are our friends. I'm super high, oh, D, yeah. super high. So I'm cool with change. Many of my S and C friends, maybe not so cool with change. And mm -hmm. so we've had to work really hard, by using this agile framework, using that word agile suggests we're going to be moving around a little bit. And it's yeah. really helped people understand, like, we're not setting our ways, guys. Like we're, especially in our division, we are literally trying to break ground every day on something that's not being done well out there right now. Most of the money management platforms are using debt to teach people about debt. Yep. And we're trying to come say no to that. Like it's a very contrarian point of view. Like this is uphill work, man. It's hard. Um, but it's worth it. Cause every time we get that story back of that single mom, who's like, I was never taught this stuff. And here I am, I've paid off my debt and I've got six months of emergency saved up. And it doesn't matter what happens to me right now. Like if something happened, I would be fine for the next six months. Like, and you know, and now I'm investing well and I'm leveraging my 401k at work and I'm taking care of the match and, and I'm, and I'm going above and beyond that. And I'm into mutual funds and I'm looking at some of these other stock plays. And it's like getting people to that point in their career where they can finally see their money really working from them doing it's so rewarding rewarding for us because we're for one here one of the reasons why we get so passionate about it is because we're all products of the product you know this this mindset has changed all of our lives personally so we see it as missional work yeah. every day but we're also not we're, we're convinced of the destination mm -hmm. we just don't know the map yet if mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah we're we're okay with testing our way into getting to that destination and that environment creates people who show up like this david instead of people who show up like this for those that are on the podcast i'm doing open hands or white knuckles like when we're all running around with our own feelings it's really hard to be this way yes. you, you tend to be you tend to be white knuckled. And so we just created a data first change safe kind of environment where it's like, Hey, we're going to pivot and we're going to pivot a lot. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's okay. I, uh, there are so many good points that you made. I'm going to come back to a couple of them. Let's, let's start off where you ended with the hands. So I used to do a lot of workshops, teach a lot of workshops where I talked about sales and marketing alignment. And since you and I can see each other, I'm going to, I'm going to hold up my hand like this and I'm going to, I'm going to, pretend virtually go ahead and put up your hand okay and now i'm going to push on your hand what are you going to do when i push on your hand i'm, I'm going to push back yeah are you we're we're buds and you're pushing back but that that's an issue no you're know. gonna you're gonna push back for sure that's what i teach I but now if i come out with this with my hand like this palm up like you had mm. and i say hey trey we gotta we gotta launch a new marketing program and I would like you to spend some time with my marketing team and share from a sales perspective, yada, yada, yada. 
collaboration. Then I, mm -hmm. it's, it, it was such a, it was always such a fun thing to do in a workshop and say, Hey, marketing, how are you showing up to sales? Are you pushing something new on them, a new process, a new program, a new tool? Or did you reach your hand out and say, here's what we're trying to achieve. This is the vision. This is where we want to get to. And we need your help. Can you come work with us? Cause we want to roll something out to you. It's, it's very different. Other point you came back to, uh, about being, you know, an agent of change. I eat change for breakfast. I love change. And I've taught my, my wife, I have taught my kids, everything works out in life. Everything, right. unless, unless you're on the wrong side of the grass, pretty much everything can work out, you know, that, and it's because we're human beings and we're really smart and we're really capable. We wouldn't have survived as long as we have and continue to survive unless we had a high brain function that enables us to adapt to change. But change is scared to some people and change. But if you try to plan a marketing program to such nth degree, That's it will right. take you too long to launch it. When yep. I launched the podcast, we just knew enough to be dangerous, like how to record it and how to post it. And maybe some people we could invite to talk to. And boom. And the biggest thing that scared me, Trey, was how long am I going to do it for? Am I going to make an episode every single week? What if I'm traveling? What if I'm this? What? Then you start figuring out your plans to adapt to all the challenges that come and you, and, and you get to it. Same thing with the YouTube channel. Now we got to record video. So as we experimented with new forms of content, we just jumped in with, a, with enough planning to feel like we weren't going to embarrass ourselves and deliver something valuable. But I'm every single week, month, quarter, evaluating the content that we produce and trying to make it better for, like you said, show up to serve your, your, your customers. Uh, FY 20 to, or hey, real quick. Yeah. On that push, that push and handshake thing. I will tell you one of the, and, and it could very well could be that plenty out there are doing this. We were not until this year, what I'm about to say, but we, we had a very, within our two B2B teams, within my division, we had a very pushing relationship kind of going on with sales and marketing. And I will say one of the greatest pivots and changes we made this year that's been super beneficial is we now have uh, our marketing team that's focused on demand gen and the MRRs sit and work together as one unit. Love that. Demand gen, market response. And then our capture team and, and SDRs are working on targeted accounts together mm -hmm. and how are we actually go after this. And then our AEs and our sales enablement marketing marketers are working together. And that maybe a lot of other businesses do it that way. We were not, we were in a marketing motion and a sales motion separately. And so what we've done now is these cross collaborative teams at each stage of the funnel. And we're just seeing a lot of lift in the business right now from moving to that. It's, it's not a secret because I've shared it on the podcast and to some people, but do you know where the name demand gen came from? Cause you know, aren't I, you, aren't I, you the OG? I am the, I, I am the OG. I'm, I'm the guy who came up, but the where was we used to have on our calendar once a month, the sales and marketing meeting on Fridays. And let me tell you, let me, let me draw it out for you. Picture a conference room with a nice big TV screen in the front and a really good whiteboard all this glass and a really nice collaborative space sales sat on one side of the table and marketing sat on the other side of the table and it was not collaborative it was like it was bullshit yes yes it was <laughs> so i go back to my desk after a meeting that was a little frustrating because of the lack of collaboration and i double clicked on the meeting and i went to edit it and says you know do you want to edit this one or the whole series and i renamed the meeting to the demand gen meeting. And I showed up the next week. I go, Hey, if you didn't notice, I changed the name of the meeting from sales and marketing to the demand gen meeting. And I actually capped the D and capped the G because that's the way I wrote it then as one word. And I go, we will no longer sit on each side of the table. We will mix it in. And we're the demand gen team. It is our joint responsibility to drive revenue as a group. And I think it was like a month later that I said, I'm going to be so successful getting the culture changed here in this organization, which it was bad when I got there. You know, I was, it was, it was ugly. Not this company, last company. I won't, you can look up LinkedIn, see where I'm talking about, but it got better. 
way better. And that company crushed it. But that's where it came from. So I registered the domain because I thought I would write a blog on how to do this. Because let's face it, most marketers struggle with this their whole career. I was done with it. And you came back to, you know, talk about mission and vision. The mission when I started the company was to make marketing heroes. That's, that's, and it's never changed. And where did that come from? Because I felt like, and I know most of the people listening to the podcast and watching this are in the marketing area. You don't get credit for driving revenue sometimes earlier on. Mm -hmm. You don't get paid what you should and you work your tail off. You do an event and someone says, yeah, the, the booth looked good. Like there was a lot more that went into it than just the booth. Uh, you're not, you're the arts and crafts department at some companies, you know, because they don't really understand, you know, what, what happens uh, within marketing. And I, and I set out to change it all and make marketing heroes. And I got to tell you, like, it is so rewarding to see compensation these days for marketing operations people, for content people, for marketing leaders. Uh, it is so great to see how in demand marketing is because companies finally know that guys like you drive revenue, drive growth with your team. And it's it's been transformative. And I, you know, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast, Trey, is not only because of your passion for the agile marketing framework, the manifesto, is that you create content as your product. You create, that's what you deliver. And I, anyone struggling to create content and marketing should probably reach out to you on LinkedIn for a nugget or two idea because there's no limit. When you think about what you said in the first, show up to serve your clients. Show up uh, li- literally as delivering value to them. As long as you know what their pain points are and needs are, as, as Ramsey does, and talk to them every single day, there's no limit to the amount of content that you can create. I was going to ask you, calendar year FY or calendar year 22, around the corner, January 1st, what's mm-hmm. going to be new in your marketing mix maybe that you haven't done in the past? Yeah, we are, uh, we've dabbled in the webinar kind of angle a little bit here and there. Obviously, demo-based webinars are things for very product-heavy kind of conversations, but we are about to do uh, a different take on the webinar that's that's more like uh, teaching than they are. Uh, it's an instructional webinars. We're, we're sort of working on a content framework right now. It's very in its nucleus, you know, but sort of like aspirational content, practical content, transformational content. And we understand that our particular product lives very much in the bridge between practical and transformational content. So we're trying to explore on the heels of that documentary that I plugged earlier in the show. We are, my team is finally starting to try to deploy like, what are the other vehicles of aspirational down to practical content that we can create uh, in and around felt needs? So we're doing a ton of keyword research right now about the, the reticent questions people are asking about their money going into 22 right now. A lot of it is around blockchain and crypto and where that fits. And it's like, how can we take what some people would think is like a tired or older kind of vintage and, you know, antique message that we use. Cause we, you know, but it works, right. It's like, how can we still engage people where they are and, and help them to see the brighter day of tomorrow aspirationally, but bring them into a practical conversation. So we're exploring some webinar stuff right now. Like I just said, we did just do a first full length documentary. That's another format we're very interested uh, in next year and year and beyond. We're uh, we're rolling out a couple of new assessments, assessments as content, uh, free assessments to be able to put in the market. We're we're looking to create brandable real estate uh, with the Ramsey name mm-hmm. uh, in fresh ways, 2022, and assessments, um, wellness, the wellness assessments in the workplace is yeah. something that we're really going to pursue. Um, cause that's ultimately what we're after long-term yeah. we're, we're after people being well in every area of their life. And we just think money touches a lot of it. Yeah. So that's why we focus on that, you know? So and we're, we're going to be trying a lot of different things. You guys, um, also too, Ramsey, certainly like Ramsey money, Ramsey wealth management. I yeah. mean, there's huge brand association with that, but you guys have gotten into relationships and mental health and, and other areas and bringing yeah. on other thought leaders and experts in that area. Um, what was that like coming up and saying, we're going to branch our content kind of outside of our core. If you can take me through a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's interesting yeah, because it's a big, it was a big departure. It's smart. You know, here's, here's a, I would say it feels additive. It doesn't feel like a departure. You internally, know, what? And that's better word. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's what we would hope the world would see it as for us. 
money literally touches nearly every area of your life, your career, your marriage, your, your personal finance, your mental health, sometimes your physical health. If you've got bad money habits and you're spending it on all, all kinds of things, you're not. And so for us, we, we see it as an extension of the relationship we've already created with the consumer, whereas we've imbued trust in that area of their life. And it's not, and that is a very strategic thing that we've done. It's not necessarily Dave that's now the one speaking to you about your mental health. We raised up another PhD, tried and trusted voice who's got the backing to say, I can talk to you about this. Yeah. So we're, we're transferring the trust between Dave and these other personalities so that we can holistically mm -hmm. serve someone's life, which is what we're after long-term. We want people to be customers for life. We want to help them in every stage, every age. And so having those other voices that we've now raised up, it just makes the content as a product, content as a service. It's kind of a cast product, content as a service. Yeah. It just makes it more reputable. And that's where we're going with it. Yeah. So, so, so smart and uh, taking a, taking a recipe of success and, and multiplying it. Genius. All right, man, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to say bye to all the folks listening in and tuning in. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Have a great Easy. holiday. And I look forward to seeing you. Uh, after the holiday and I want to thank you for for joining me on the program and sharing you know your insights on on content and the marketing programs you guys are doing I uh, I strongly suggest you guys if you have not uh, already looked up Trey not too many trays on LinkedIn I don't know how many there are but but reach out to Trey and uh, just you know have him in your network there may be something that you're thinking about around content marketing and uh, your go-to-market or install base or what we call demand expansion on that note, by the time this episode, you're listening to it or you're watching, we have a new ebook out on the D3 methodology, the brand new that we created following exactly what Trey said. A lot of you came and said, um, Dave, I can listen to the podcast. I can read some of this stuff, but it was really great to get something that would help me explain the D3 methodology to my organization, my marketing team. And we create an ebook for you guys. We will link to that in the podcast show notes and the YouTube channel show notes. Go download it. I don't know if it's gated or not, because I don't know, but I hope it's not. Uh, if, if it is and you don't want to fill out that gate, you just send me a link. I'll send it to you. I'm kidding. Um, you should always check out our resources center uh, and uh, make sure that you guys are digesting and, and checking this out. Please reach out to me on LinkedIn if you guys have any questions about the content, if you have any suggestions for the show, or just tell me, hey, Dave, I am tuning in. You know, podcasting is... is it's not lonely because I get to talk to all these great people like Trey, but I love hearing from you guys. So don't be silent. Drop me a note. That's going to do it for this episode of Demand Gen Radio. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing.